the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. The leader that God appointed, and Joshua was leading the Israelites. And just like with Moses, they were victorious everywhere they went. God's like, you're going to go into this town into this city, you're going to take over these people, you're going to burn down the whole city, the whole town, the whole country, you're going to take over it, they're going to serve you. Some of them, he said, don't, they're not even going to serve you, you're going to kill them all, there's not going to be any survivors, you're not even going to take the loot, like normally you go right to town, you get to keep what you find, you're not even going to keep anything, you're going to leave it all there. But what happened is there was a certain man, and he kept some stuff that he wasn't supposed to keep from this town that they invaded. You see, God gave them the victory, but he had very clear instructions not to take anything because everything that was there belonged to God after they captured the town. So they get back, and this is what God ends up saying to Joshua. Get up. Command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says Hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. So then we go into this process the next day. Joshua stayed on his face praying for a long time up until this point, and God told him to stand up, and that's where Joshua 7.13 takes place. Joshua raises his head and receives this word from God. Then they bring out all the tribes, and God points out which tribe the culprit was in. Then they bring out all the families of that tribe, and God points out which family the culprit is in. Then they narrow, they single out the one man in that family, that took the stuff from the town that he wasn't supposed to take. They called him forward. Joshua says, I'm paraphrasing. He says, admit it, bring glory to God, and don't lie standing in front of me right now. So the man admitted it. He said, I took some things I know I shouldn't have taken. So God just forgave him. That's not really what happened. So, God is a loving God, and God is a forgiving God, and the God in the Old Testament is exactly the same as the God of the New Testament. In fact, I would wager that Jesus is more harsh in the New Testament. Go ahead and read the Sermon on the Mount if you don't believe me. Jesus is harsher in the New Testament than in the Old Testament, but God's always the same, all right? God's always the same. There's not a God of wrath in the Old Testament and a God of love in the New Testament. That's not true. But what happens is they take this man, they take his family, They take his sheep, his cattle, they take them to this valley, and they stone them all to death. They kill him. Now, why did they have to kill him? Because, you see, Israel is like us. It's a big family. It's a big tribe. It's God's people. They're all working together. 
supposed to be following God and listening to God. But there was a part of the body that wasn't following God and listening to God. And God spoke to Joshua and says, you got to remove this from among you. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. So in order for the rest of Israel to be able to do what they're supposed to do and walk in God's love and receive his love and walk in his power, the person that was with them that wasn't doing that had to die. Now, this can be applied to our personal lives as well. Just you as an individual, just me as an individual. There's something in your life that doesn't belong there that you're not supposed to have. You have to get rid of it in order to walk in God's love. And now, okay, we can think about some sins, right? That's easy, but it's not always sins either. We had homework Sunday, and we were paying close attention. Bill McCall gave us all homework when he spoke Sunday morning, and he said to read that chapter in Samuel about David defeating Goliath. So if you did your homework, you read, and don't worry, I'm not taking up a grade. I'm not going to tell him he's in the other room. You're good. You're safe. If you did your homework, you saw that, when David gets to the battlefield and he's like, man, I can take on this Goliath guy. That King Saul gives David all this armor and this weapons. Now look, armor and weapons to go into it, like that's a good thing. Those are good things, but it's not what he needed. See, it's not always a, a blatant sin, an obvious darkness, something bad that you need to remove from your life. Sometimes it can be something that's seen as good. If it's not what God has for you at that exact moment, you don't need it. And just because something is good doesn't mean that something is God. Because if you're going into a battle, I would like to have a sword and some armor with me. But David knew that those weren't the tools that God wanted him to use at that time. David knew that if he went in with the wrong tools, that he was not going to be successful. He was not going to have the victory over the enemy. So you have to use what God has given you and the talents and skills and abilities that God has given you and not try to be like someone else. Because if you want to try to be like the tough guy wearing the armor when you're going into that battle and that's not who you are, David would have got creamed and killed by Goliath. I don't care if he was God's anointed one. If he went and did what he wasn't supposed to do and got out of his lane and got out of his calling, it would not have worked out. He had to be obedient to God. That's why he was the anointed one, because he was obedient to God. He wouldn't have been the anointed one if he wasn't going to listen to God's voice. Because David even says, it's not me defeating you. It's the God of Israel that's defeating you. I don't need a sword. I don't need an armor to take you on. God is going to take you on. So, you can't receive the fullness of God's love while you're still holding on to other things. A man came up to Jesus and he said, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Jesus said, you got to follow all my commands. The rich man, young ruler said, I've done that since I was a child, Lord. And Jesus said, then sell all your possessions and come follow me. The man walked away very sad because he was very rich and he had a lot and he couldn't part with his possessions. 
Turn to Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Just because somebody shows you something and shows you a way to do something, or just because you have something in your life, you have things that you spend your time on. They're not necessarily things. They're good things. Other people do them. Everyone else is doing them. And it's not a sin. And that's great and that's fine. But we're not supposed to conform to the world. We're supposed to be transformed and allow God to transform us and allow Holy Spirit to give us a new mind and a Christ-like mind and be open. Because if you're already full, there's no room for God's love in you. If you're full with greed, if you're full with envy, if you're full with deceit, if you're full with lies, if you're full of self-worth and self-image, if you're full of just wanting money, if you're full of whatever it is that's not God, there's no room for God's love to completely come in you. And I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm not saying you don't have God's love, but you could have more. Thank you. Okay, okie dokie. Number two is Miss Callan. Come on up here. Miss Callan has been faithful going to the jail for probably about, what, four years now or more? Five years, okay. Time moves on, don't it, Miss Callan? Yes, ma'am. Hello. Quick prayer. Lord, we just thank you, God, for who you are and what you are. God, I ask you, God, that you would just bless us in, in your word, Lord, and, you know, talk, talk to me and talk through me that I may help somebody tonight, God, as well as, first of all, being helped myself. And, Lord, we just give you praise. We give you glory. You are so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, you know, like, like, um, Nick was saying, you know, about getting the fullness of God, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we got to let it all go. We we got to, you know, and it's like, um, the Bible tells us that man must always pray. And I think no matter what burden is in, it's probably around Luke 18 and one, I'm not for sure. But speaking of, you know, Tom talked about the jail and stuff, and, you know, you can't, you can't be half-stepping in this life. You know what I'm talking about? You got to do what the Lord tell you to do. You got to come out from among them and be ye separate. You know, the Bible tells us that, you know, a lot of times people say stuff like, well, you know, they, let me, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have to drop off some people. You're going to have to drop off some family. You're going to have to drop off some friends. And then the Bible says, who is my family? Who is the one to do the will of the Father? That's who my family. That's who my mother. That's who my brother. I mean, I ain't got the scriptures rolled down, but, you know, I might want to pull them up. But anyway, uh, and so I always pray before I go into jail because, you know, you can't, this is real, y'all. 
this is really, really real, and God is real, and he is good. You know, Nick, after you said that, we could just say that amen and left. You know, he is good. He's everything. He's Alpha. He's Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. Without him, there is no other. We can't be half-stepping. He don't, he don't want us to date him. See what I'm saying? He want us to be his. You know what I'm saying? He want us to to, to, to um, not be playing around with him. You understand what I'm saying? He is a merciful God, and he is a good God, and he's a forgiving God. But, you know, when you learn better, you're supposed to do better, you know. And, uh, you know, like Tom was talking about faith, you know, it's impossible to please him without faith. You know, everybody knows Hebrews 11 and 1. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen, you know. So this is a faith walk. We have to walk by faith. You may not always see it. And he was talking about the one, you know, a minute ago, he was talking about who said sell everything. Ain't y'all glad God ain't never told y'all that? Huh? I'm just be honest with me. You know, the first thing we'll say, well, Lord, I ain't got nothing. He already know what you got before he told you, okay? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? He already know. You know, and so you're going to rebuke the devil. And it ain't the devil. It's God saying, give it up. Give it up. It's mine anyway. And so, um, Ben, you know, Philippians 4 and 13 tells us that, you know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You know, that's a very familiar scripture, too. But you, this scripture, when you, when you, See, he never said that this road would be easy, y'all. But he said that he would make room for us to escape. You see what I'm saying? It's not going to be easy. He said, in this life, we're going to have, he didn't say we might. He didn't say we should. We're going to have trials and tribulations. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. Because there's no good thing in the world. There's, there's no good thing, I always say, in the flesh. There's no good thing in here. If you see anything good, it's God. And he is. He's love. He's everything, like I say. And so then also, if you're going down by uh, Philippians 4, 19, he'll say, he'll, my God will supply all our needs. You know, we say that, you know, time, you know, I'm being honest, y'all. Time, you know, we, we so, you know, it's like one thing happened. Oh, Lord, you said in your word, you know, and you're doing the right thing, but you just can't say it. You got to live it. You know what I'm talking about? You got to walk this walk. You just can't talk the talk, you know. And so I'm not going to be long. But uh, just always remember that God can do anything but fail. He really, really can. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. It really is about Jesus. And I am so glad, you know, that God even count me worthy to even go to the jail to speak to his people. Those are his people, too. And I encourage them. I said, let me tell you something. Uh, I am no better than you. you y'all got caught, and I didn't. Thank God. But guess what? He still, can, I see your, your, your present state ain't got to be your ending state. Those pink suits don't define you. And I try to encourage them. I don't go down there trying to say religion on them. I do the sinner's prayer. I tell them I, I just go down there and I just be what God have me to be. You know what I'm saying? They think I'm kind of funny, but, I mean, I be for real. Now, anybody that really know me, I am. I do be acting silly sometimes, but I do love God. I love the Lord. He is so, so good. He's, he's, he, he's better than good. And so I just want you guys to always remember that, you know, God can turn our misfortunes to miracles. He can turn our disappointments to deliverance. He can turn our letdowns into leaving 
I'm sorry. He can turn our lids down into learning experience. So just keep God first and keep trusting him. And, you know, he told us, you know, he didn't say we weren't going to have, you know, everything going to always be good. Because, you know, if you think about when he told us over in uh, John, the 14th chapter, he said, you know, let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe God. So he said, my father's house. There are many mansions. If it were not so, then he wouldn't have told us. And he said he was going away to prepare a place for us. But, you know, we got to get saved. We got to get hooked up. We got to get linked in, as young people say. We got to. Just because we're older, it don't mean we're saver. I'm like, I used one of the pastor's word then. Then the saver, I made up a word. <laughs> <laughs> and it don't. It really, really don't. It's about walking the walk and talking the talk, getting in this word. Believe in the word. I don't care what version you're in. God is always going to be God. God bless you. Last uh, will be Big Joe. Big Joe wanted to go first. But, but, but God got him to go last. Big Joe comes to the jail with me. And every time we have a service... Somebody in there knows Big Joe. But but listen, they don't know Big Joe. Okay? They know the old Big Joe that's buried and gone. They see they get to see the new Big Joe. All right, Big Joe. Should be on. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna start in a short prayer also. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. That it's by your will and not my will, Father. Lord, use me, Father, for this ten minutes, Lord. I'm going to be watching the clock, Lord. I promise you I'm going to be watching the clock, Lord. Holy Spirit, use me, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, me. So God is good, right? Everybody believes this is God's word, right? Good deal, good deal, good deal. For sure. Good deal. I'm going to go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. This thing, I'll be done beat it up everywhere. Let's see. There we go. That's a little better. Proverbs 4, 20. Okay, I'm going to take this up. I'm not talking to it. Okay, Proverbs... Chapter 4, verse 20, it says, My son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Verse 21, Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Verse 22, For they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. Healing to all their flesh. I know as I begin to step into my calling, going to the jail and entering into what God really had for me and really stepping out, I, I, I said, you know what, God, I'm, I'm giving up the things that I thought were important. You know, I just, I've read my word, but I just, you know, I'd read a little bit of the word and I heard Tom preach on a message one Sunday night at the jail. He said, a lot of Christians run on junk food. And I was like, what is he talking about? And it's because they get a little bit of word and then we, oh, let's jump on Facebook. Or we want to jump on the TV or whatever the case may be. And I said, you know what? If I don't do nothing, God, I'm going to seek, I'm going to seek your word. I want to be like, like Jacob. I'm going to wrestle with you till I get my blessing. Amen. 
So I just want to tell y'all that going to the jail has been a true blessing to me. True blessing. I've grown in the Lord. I love it. It's it, it's touching to my heart. You know, it, you know, I get this opportunity to speak tonight for ten minutes, and uh, and uh, you know, I, I love talking to them guys down there. But I kept saying, Lord, what am I going to say to y'all? What am I going to say to y'all? And and all I can say is is God always tells me love in Jesus. You know, I could tell you about Moses. I could tell you about this person. I could tell you about that person. But guess what? The Old Testament is just leading up to the one to come. And the one that is. And the one that's here. And the one that's always going to be here. Like it says in John chapter 14, verse 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me except for through the Father. That's what it says. No one comes to me. So let's see here. I just want to uh, move over to Romans chapter 12, <clears throat> verse 9. It says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. <clears throat> Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Amen to that. Because there's been a lot of times, I know you all heard the story about my, my great great uncle and he said, you know, get your butt out of here. You know, I just said, yes, sir, and they got in the car, and I was just like, I was truly persecuted, okay? Never done nothing to that man. Man never done nothing to me, you know, just seven years. My life caught up with me, and I just didn't speak to him, but I guess he held a grudge because I hadn't spoke to him in so long, whatever the case may be. So love, 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 love. That's all God tells me all the time is love. And when you have when you have problems, yeah, we all got problems. We all got temptations. We all struggle. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 10, 13, if I'm right. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Yeah, 10, 13. It says every, everybody has temptation that's common to man, but God will make a way to escape. God will make a way. And I mean, and that's what I tell them guys down at the jail. I tell them all the time. I say, I say, look, guys, I, I struggle too. I'm no different than y'all. And I show them love, man. That's what they really love about me. Is you go down there, and like Tom says, I know about, I know more in there, than, you know. And a lot of them said, "Man, I know Big Joe," and and Tom says the same thing. He says, "Y'all don't really know Big Joe, you know. You know the old Big Joe, but you don't know Big Joe now." Which is true. I get around people, and a lot of people are like, "Man, you know, I might make them nervous because I'm not the old me," which is good. Because, you know, I've heard stories and I've heard where people have heard the gospel and 40 years down the road have come back and said, you know what I heard when somebody or such and such said this and God's finally, you know, they're at a point in their, in their life to where it's never too late. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, God's going to meet you where you're at. God's going to meet you where you're at. So, and I, I share this, and I share this with him. First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-six. I should be able to finish up here in just a few minutes. I have to watch myself now. 
First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-six. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even the things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God, and because of Him... You are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let no one boast, don't let no one boast, boast in the Lord. So every time I tell them, that right there tells that God's going to use them guys. Like Sunday, I had a guy come up to me, and he's from, you know, from the Warriors and stuff. He was the guy that spoke up here Sunday. And it just touched his heart, and he came up to me, and he said, he said, man, God can use people like me and you, and God can use me. He said, because I can roll up in the hood, and they won't think nothing on a bicycle, and they'll hear the gospel from me. And that goes for everybody. There's people that you can touch that he can't touch, and there's people for everybody. You might have a gift or a calling on your life, but if you don't seek the Word and really ask God, what is it? Like Sidewalk Stories and Miss Mary Ellen. Man, when she spoke Sunday, I seen just an awesome change in her life. I mean, just awesome, man. This lady, I used to not hardly even talk to her. Now, I just I had to run up and hug her and be like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I mean, God's doing something, and that's everybody here. I can go around the room and say where God has touched everybody's life in here. So I just, you know, I just say that that we all just, we keep doing what we're doing because even when you think somebody ain't watching you, somebody's watching you. When you think you didn't do so good, or, well, I don't know if I should have said that, or did I say the right thing? No, you said what God wanted you to say because somebody heard it. It touched somebody's heart. So I just wanted to leave with that right there, and I just thank you all for letting me share. Thank you, Big Joe. Big Joe. Yeah. Everybody knows Big Joe. I'm just going to uh, paraphrase what all three of them said. I'll just uh, put it all together and give you scriptures for it. When Nikki first got up here, he said, God loves you so, 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 so much. Okay. And this is uh, all three of them was uh, basically talking about the same thing. So if you would, uh, go to Ephesians, the third chapter, in the 17th verse. I'm reading out the King James. You can put the King James up there. That'll be fine. In Ephesians, the third chapter, in the 17th verse, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, okay? That you be rooted and grounded in love. That you may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. When you're full of the fullness of God, you know that he loves you, loves you, loves you much. Nikki also said something, and he's talking about holding on to things. 
Well, I'm going to look at something a little bit different uh, in that area. And still talking about love, keep it in mind. In Ephesians um, 4 and 2, Ephesians 4 and 2, it says, With all lowliness and meekness, okay, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. In Ephesians, uh, let's see where I want to go to, in 4 and 31. Now, Nikki was talking about holding on things, so let's see some things that maybe he was talking about. In Ephesians 4 and 31, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking put away from you. Because if you don't, it'll block the love of God from you. And it says, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiven one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. Now, if everybody in the church had done these two scriptures right here, we would probably have very few problems. See? And it says, verse chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God, as dear children. And it said, Walk in love as Christ has also loved us, and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. So once again, we're still talking about uh, walking in love. Because that's the only way you're going to know the fullness of God. In Ephesians 5, and uh, it says, let's see, in Ephesians 5 and 8, it says, you were sometimes darkness, now are you light in the, world, in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And when we look down in verse 18, it says, And be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. When you're full of love, you're full of the Spirit, and you're singing, and you're rejoicing, because you're glad, because you ain't got no awe in your heart against anybody so you're free the devil can't do nothing to you he's always messing with people trying to stir up something trying to lie to you trying to get you to have something against somebody and it's probably usually always a lie he's good at it he's been doing it for a long time now Callan when she came up here she said that God will turn around everything for you okay i put in here that god can and will turn around everything for you if you let god let go and let god he wants to do it for you but he can't do it for you if you won't let go of some things back to nikki okay so all these speakers it's all it's all coming together they're saying the same thing when big joe uh, got up here He's, when he comes to the jail, he says the same thing. Love, 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 love. Just be filled with love. But he, he went to Proverbs, the fourth chapter and the 20th verse. So I want to go back there.
4 and verse 20. He started off with this. He said, My son, attend to my words and incline your ear unto my sayings. So, everybody's giving you the, the word tonight. Okay? And he says, Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. A lot of people today could be ill in life because they got something in their heart against somebody. They're bitter against somebody. They may have even have some hatred in their heart of something that really terribly happened to them in life. And I'm not saying there is not real bad things that happen to people. I've talked to people. I know some things that happen to people. But when the love of God is shed abroad in your heart, you can let it go. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart are the issues of life. You see, if I let my heart get junk in there that don't belong in there, I'll be in trouble. But it says to keep my heart right, for out of it are the issues of life. It said, put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips, Put far from you. You got to watch that tongue. Let thy eyes look right on and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right nor to the left. Remove your foot from evil. In verse 22, once again, his words are life unto those that find them, and health to all your flesh. Back to God loves you. When you know that, just because it's true don't mean that you know that. When you know that, you're free. <laughs> you're free. Can nobody do anything to you because you're free. You take no account of anything done to you. If anything, you laugh about it. And you keep your heart right because out of your heart are the issues of life. I know people that's been struggling with the same thing for 20 and 30 years. And they won't let things go. Remember when Pastor Guy got up here and he sang that song, It's Easy Letting Go? Just let go and let Jesus take control. It's not that hard. To know the love of Christ that passes knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Let me ask you something. When you're filled with the fullness of God, is there any uh, sadness or any uh, oppression or depression in your life? There's not room for it, is it? Because that joy, it just drives it all out. See, the kingdom of God is not what we eat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I like that. I like that a lot better than the opposite. Is everybody doing good in here tonight? Hey there. Good, good. I know she is. 
You doing good tonight? Good. Okay. Let me count. Let's do this. Bow your heads for just a minute. If you're in here tonight, you see, if you're not saved, then the love of God is not shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So if you're in here tonight, and you don't know for sure if you died right now that you would go to heaven, and you're not really sure that you're saved, but you would want to be tonight, you would want to meet the Lord Jesus Christ and meet the love of your life, could I see your hand? So if everybody in here tonight is saved, and you know that you know that you know that you're saved, would you just be uh, respective to the Holy Ghost and just lift your hand, please? Okay. You put your hands down. I'm going to ask you this question here. I want you to be honest with yourself. If you're in here tonight, and you got things that's happened to you in life, and there's something hiding in your heart. You're you're you got something against somebody for something, and you would like for me. listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.